Let's talk football. Adam Kwasnick is on the line as we dig our teeth into A-League, EPL as well. Good morning, mate. Thanks for your time this morning. A, a bit to chew on off the A-League as well, including uh, Sydney FC, the old bounce-back trick. 5-1 against Adelaide United with Ufuk Tele in charge. What did you make of that? Yeah, good morning, Matty. Yeah, fantastic for, result for Sydney FC. Obviously, uh, new coach and there's a new vibe uh, in that Sydney FC camp and uh, they destroyed Adelaide on Adelaide's uh, turf on uh, Saturday night. It was a fantastic performance, Joe Lolly in particular, and a young player that I think I mentioned to you last time we, we spoke, Matty, yeah. Jaden uh, Kuchowski. Just a fantastic performance from the young player. And, look, the only only way is up for Sydney FC and it was a promising start to Ulfi Tale's uh, tenor at the helm. So what is that? I mean, how do you put that in terms of sort of justification around Steve Corica? You get the result, but and that's what they're looking for. Um, but does it does it trigger a new era? Does it signal a new way of thinking? Is it getting the players out of a bit of a funk that they might have been in, or or was it just the right time to strike Adelaide United? I probably probably a bit of both, Matty. I, I think yeah, that 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 new coach obviously there's a bit of a spark there from the players they want to impress. You know, maybe, you know, there could be a few of them there that are off contract, even though we're early in the season. You know, players wanting to get their deals extended. Um, but Ufi Tele's come in. Um, he's a no-nonsense manager. Um, he he didn't change too much, to be honest. Um, you know, if you, if you judged under Corica the last few games, nothing really changed, but the performance was a lot more intent. Um, there was, you know... Joe Lolly arguably played his best game of the season. Um, young player Kaczarski, as we mentioned, there was just a, a real energy there for the Sydney FC team, and you could call it a new era. Um, but, uh, look, it's good to see. When the, when Sydney FC are doing well, it's good for the A-League. Western Sydney Wanderers 2-0 over Perth Glory, mate. So the Wanderers on top of the league after the first month. Do we call it early? Are they premiership favourites? What do you look at here? <laughs> Well, there's four four teams undefeated, and Western Sydney Wanderers are one of those teams. Look, they were good um, on Saturday afternoon. I thought, you know, Mark Rudin has got them into a really good groove. But as we know, Matty, you know, the season, it's not a sprint. Uh, it's a long race, and there's plenty of football to be played. But uh, there's a lot, a lot to like about the Western Sydney Wanderers and the way they're going about things. Uh, there's a lot of quality within the squad. Uh, they've got a wonderful stadium out at Combank, and um, hopefully they can continue it. And then on the flip side of that, four straight defeats for your boys. So the Mariners go down 2-1 to Brisbane Roar. It's it's a bad start. It's the worst ever start for defending champion in the A-League and a bit of controversy around this. Yeah, well, I'd hate to say it, Manny, but champions to chumps uh, as we speak. Um, yeah, it's just not good enough for, for the current champions. And, you know, Brisbane Roar, um, you know, take away the stats, you know, they got the result on the day um, and I thought they were great value. The Mariners, they're creating chances but just can't score goals. Um, you know, I'd love to see Mark Jackson change a few things up. Obviously a couple red cards, that played its part in the game but making no excuses for the Central Coast Mariners, it's not up to standard and it needs to be better. Let's have a, a quick look at the EPL mate, so Another loss uh, for Ange Postacoglu as Wolves 2 beat Spurs 1. I'll just play you this. So this is Ange because everyone's saying, okay, is this the start of the challenging period? I don't think anyone wants to see Ange Postacoglu fall here, but he would have known some losses were coming and and they're coming now. So let's have a listen to this and then I'll get your thoughts. This is Ange on his first big challenge after their second loss. 
my first test, yeah? yeah. Losing the greatest ever player of this competition the day before the season starts, nah, piece of cake. We lost two players to almost season-ending injuries, nah, don't worry about it. Mate, there are tests all the time. There's, there's only, in my whole career, I've figured out there's only two states of being as a manager. You're either under siege or it's coming, right? That's the only thing. So I know I'm well aware of kind of every day that nothing ever runs smooth. There's always challenges out there. What I try and do, I think I mentioned last week, is not change my state of being, you know. It is what it is, whatever the challenge is, and there's always challenges. Hopefully, um, you know, I try and focus on what's the most important. What's the most important thing is we're still building a football club, trying to build a team to be successful, an environment where people want to win and be ambitious. That's not going to change from week to week depending on what's happening. So, um, yeah, this is a different challenge and we're going to have to deal with it. Like I said, it's it's fairly extreme even for, for a guy in my experience that you lose five sort of players in one game. But it is what it is. <laughs> Hey, Quaz, can we, can we forget Ted Lasso now and just say Ange Postacoglu's got the best words of wisdom? Two states of being as a manager. You're either under siege or it's coming. How refreshing of an approach is that? Yeah, an incredible approach, to be honest. Um, and it can only come from the, the one and only Ange Postacoglu. Look, he's, um, he's done remarkably well, Maddie. Like You think 12 games into the season, they're sitting fourth. Um, obviously, you know, the last two games have, have ended in defeat. But, um, you know, I think this international break coming up um, is going to give him the chance to just maybe reset the player's mindset. Um, obviously, those long-term injuries to Madison, Van Der Veen and even Cessy Nong, that's obviously going to set them back. He mentioned losing Harry Kane. I, I, I guess he's waiting for January so the transfer window can open up um, and he can open up the, the person and purchase a, a real number nine. Um, their next four games, Villa, City, West Ham and Newcastle, it's not going to get easier. But I guess this international break, like I said, has come, come at a good time for Ange Postacoglu and his team. Yeah, um, Chelsea four, Man City four, so that's important too. Liverpool three, Brentford nil. Arsenal three, defeated Burnley one. And Man United beat Luton, uh, Luton Town one nil. Good on you, Quaz. Thanks for your time this morning, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks, Matty. Take care. Adam Kwasnick there. I'll just play you this too. I mean, we, we just heard from Ange Postacoglu and Kwas gave us his thoughts there about Ufuk Talley in charge now of Sydney FC. So let's hear from the incoming Sydney FC coach after that opening win, a four-goal win over Adelaide United. Yeah, look, the expectation is uh, if we're a big club, I think there's a certain brand of football that we need to play. Was it perfect uh, all the way through? No, I think there's uh, a lot of room for improvement, but... For me, the intent was there from the players. Uh, we worked hard, they pressed hard, and we created opportunities from those moments. But uh, look, overall, I'm very happy. I'm obviously pleased with the result. It's never easy coming to Adelaide and getting three points here. But uh, for me, uh, it's great because there's a lot to build on. Only two set training sessions, of course. How much of your messaging and your tactics were you able to get across in that time? Yeah, well, yeah, you have two sessions to work through with it. You try to give them as much information as possible and then hopefully the players are comprehending it. And look, like I said, I don't expect it to be perfect uh, overnight, but, uh, you know, it's a work in progress. Yeah, definitely. I think the boys can give a lot more. I think they got it in them. And look, that's my job to get the best out of these players. There you go. The new coach of Sydney FC, 0457 736 736. Paul says, Matty, could you just give a shout-out to Jason Norris? congratulating him on winning the Senior Australian Open yesterday at the Great Richmond Golf Club. All of your listeners listeners should get out and have a round at the track. Well done, Jason. Congratulations, Paul. Thank you 
for that, I was out your way. Um, just, well, actually last night on the way back from Bathurst, I was up there at Mount Panorama for the Speed Series where it all went pear-shaped. Josh Bucken ended up winning the TCR Australia title um, in the last race after Bailey Sweeney had all sorts of problems going on. So Josh Bucken, the champion in that one, and um, James Moffat, who you'll hear regularly here on SEN, took out the Trans Am title, which with all of Moff's experience even blew me away. That's the first championship that he's won in motorsport, which is interesting. I mean, a lot of these drivers go through. Mark Webber's a good case. He went through basically the entirety of his career and had to wait until uh, World Endurance Championship championship to claim his first so at all those junior levels missed out and congratulations to Moff so thank you Paul I appreciate that one and well done Jason for winning the Senior Australian Open one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is my open line number 40 minutes away from the NRL draw officially being released so we'll stay on top of that for you if you stay with us right here on SEN